Thank you for tuning your hearts in for another episode of the Hearts Rise Up podcast. I'm Carol Chapman, your host, along with my co-hosts, Ann Sari and Conchetta Antonelli. We share our own personal experiences, tips, and strategies, along with powerful stories and compelling insights from guest interviews. We're here to inspire and empower your conscious evolution, help you tap into your inner wisdom and rise to your heart-centered higher self. Together, we can rise to a higher level of consciousness, an elevated state of being, and experience more love, joy, and freedom. Hello, heart-centered listeners. Thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Hearts Rise Up podcast. I'm Carol Chapman, and I'm delighted to introduce our featured guest today. Her name is Kate Hartson. Kate is the empowering and life-enhancing author of two books, Humanity's Cry for Change and Deeply We Are One. She is also the confidence coach a workshop facilitator, co-author, public speaker, and Reiki master teacher. For over 20 years, Kate has been receiving profound insights while meditating. She is passionate about supporting her clients, audiences, and readers with these insights, along with the wisdom from her vast life experiences and education. Kate empowers people to realize that as they better themselves and create inner peace, they also support creating peace worldwide. Her quote says it best, peace within, peace on earth. Kate, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you, Carol. It is such a delight to be here and very honored and very excited about our show today. Me too. And I have read your latest book, Humanity's Cry for Change. And I, I must say, it's refreshing because so many people focus on what's wrong with the world today, but your book offers insights, ideas, solutions, things that each and every one of us can do every day to navigate these times. And I really want to have the opportunity to talk about those insights and what has come through that you have brought forth to the world in your book. But I also want you to share your personal story. We all have a personal story to share. We all have challenges that we experience along the way and defining moments. So I would love for you to share your story, and then we'll get into the work that you are doing today. How's that sound? Oh, that sounds great. Thank you, Carol. And yes, of course, we all do have our own story. I would say certainly the experience I had growing up, and my parents did the best they could. They had only the best in mind for myself and my two siblings. However, there was an awful lot of dynamics between my parents. And as a result of that, it created a lot of trauma. My father had a mental illness, and it created a huge discord and very unhealthy situation with my mom. And that just rippled out to the children Plus, I, at the age of two, I, I lost most of my hearing. <laughs> I was a, a curious toddler, 
I uh, went to a window, an open window, and I fell out. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And by the grace of God, I really believe it was the angels that helped me. I landed on a small patch of grass. It was about a story and a half high, of course, taken to the hospital. And it appeared I was just fine. But then my parents noticed a little while later I wasn't really talking. And it was diagnosed that most of my hearing was lost as a result. So between the trauma with my parents and my, I must say, Carol, a lot of shame and no self-esteem growing up because of my belief that I was wrong, something was really wrong with me because I had a hearing loss, plus the dynamics with my parents and and some other factors that I had no confidence, no self-esteem. and. But I would say a defining moment in my life was probably in my early 20s. I had enough of upset and worry and anxiousness. That was my mode of operation. I knew life could be better. So I decided to take the bull by the horns and I took a lot of personal development classes. I received some psychotherapy, a lot of internal healing, a lot of internal exploration. Oh, you know, reading a lot of self-help books, many modalities, and including uh, starting to meditate daily and, oh, just deepening into a sense of gratitude for what I did have. And I was able to raise my confidence up, and I was able to recognize that I am actually worthy. And it wasn't anything that happened overnight, but I will say, Carol, I am grateful for the childhood I had because this truly has given me the passion and the the compassion I have for my clients and for the work that I do. I love to empower others knowing it is possible to make change, absolutely possible for us to transcend situations we've been given. So this is probably why I, I am the author and a coach and you know, doing the work that I do. I I just love helping others knowing their worth. You know, it's amazing how many of us can go through life. And sometimes it can take a lifetime before you really start to work on yourself. Mm. I think that it takes courage. And I think it takes just insight into understanding yourself and wanting to better yourself to be able to go after making changes in your life. Because it's so easy to pop a pill today or to go down a different path yeah, and just kind of immerse yourself in the fact that, hey, this is my life and I'm, it's not going to be anything better than this. But when you start to look at it from a different perspective, particularly if you begin practicing gratitude and you start looking at ways to develop yourself and improve your own self-confidence, that can make a huge difference. I'm really curious about the importance of the inner work that you have done. What are the particular things that you did that really helped you to build better self-confidence and boost your self-esteem? Oh, great question. There were many things I did over the years. One thing that was particularly powerful and effective was, oh gosh, I remember in my 20s, this woman gave me this great advice to just look into your eyes in the mirror 
and just appreciate yourself. And when I first started doing that, I barely could look at myself. I had such shame. But I made myself do this, and it really supported my learning to accept myself. So the mirror work is so powerful and effective. Something else that I did for my inner work was just recognizing and learning about myself, getting to know who I was and to really come to accept that I really am okay. And it took a lot of affirmations and a lot of meditation and feeling and acting as if to really create that belief because it does take a while to uncondition what we have learned. Mm -hmm. Just as a brief sidetrack, there's some term, I love this term, neuroplasticity. (laughs) I can not always say it really well. Neuroplasticity. It is with the uh, neurons in the brain are actually open and they can change. And it's through our feelings and beliefs. So when we not only think, but deeply feel Mm -hmm. something to be true, this is powerful. And that's what I did. And I also fondly remember someone gave me great advice. Affirmations and feeling and acting as if, so that we can change not only our energy, but our brain, the actual uh, chemistry of the brain, Mm -hmm. and the, the nerves that fire together, they begin to wire together. Dr. Joe Dispenza describes that. So this is physiology as well as energy. Mm -hmm. But she had said to me such a wise thing. If you're saying something and it doesn't feel like it's real or it's, you know, our inner voice will say, yeah, right. It's good to preface it by saying, I am willing. So for example, I used to say to myself all the time, I'm stupid. So I trained myself by saying, I am willing to learn, I am smart. And the brain hears, I am willing to. Mm -hmm. So that really helped me as well, the I am willing. And then when it starts to be a little more believable, then I would just say, I am smart. Mm -hmm. So for you, it's a very incremental process of these baby steps. Yes, saying it this way, and then shifting it gradually. Yeah. You were going to give me another example. Oh, yes. Thank you. And what you said is very true. It's good awareness to uh, recognize. Yeah, baby steps. It doesn't happen overnight, depending on the depth of the trauma a person goes through. But another one that's key, I would say this is almost number one in my inner work, is my awareness of my self-talk. And not only of self-talk, but how do I feel and how do I show up? But again, awareness of that self-sabotage. We all have that inner voice. And again, I used to just beat myself up and think poorly of myself. So when I became aware of it, kind of I imagined a stop sign and I would stop myself from that inner dialogue and then replace it with a positive phrase. And that's a really powerful technique. I love that. Yeah, because it's just a slight shift in perspective. Yeah. Because we get into these routines, these thought routines and these thought patterns. Yeah. And they become deeply embedded over time. And if we don't start to shift them, we were constantly Mm. 
recreate those in our minds and we will always feel negative about ourselves. Yes. We have the power within us to shift our perspective, Mm -hmm. to see ourselves through a different lens. And it's almost as if you can look in the mirror and just start coaching yourself. Think of yourself as someone else that you might want to coach or need to coach. And how would you coach them? Yes. What things would you encourage them to do? Mm -hmm. And it's a simple practice, but it takes work. It does take work and it takes the acknowledgement and the recognition and catching yourself and shifting those thought patterns. The more you shift those thought patterns, the more you rewire the brain and your belief system. Absolutely. We talked a little bit about the process that you used to write your books that you've been meditating for a long, long time. And that has been really kind of a go-to practice that you have had for a variety of different things. But it has also been a very key practice for you in actually writing your books. Can you share a little bit more about your practice of meditation, how it has evolved, and how you utilize it in this way? Oh, sure. Meditation is such a powerful and wonderful way to live, to have this as a daily practice. I probably started 25 or 30 years ago. I started out with just a few minutes a day. It was very different because, you know, the mind chatter, and we all know how the mind just talk, talk, talk. (laughs) So Mm. I only started out maybe five or 10 minutes. And then I built up to about 15, 20 minutes a day. I have noticed over time that my mind can become more still as I meditate. And not just the meditation, but getting deeper into the quiet stillness, which is a wonderful benefit of meditation. It really actually helps us to access another level of consciousness. Mm Mm-hmm which is different from this day-to-day living. And oh, about 20 years ago, I noticed that as I was meditating, I, I had this sense of words coming through. And I thought, wow, what's this? Could it be my ego or is it my higher self, my soul talking to me? Is it angels? I didn't know. And at first, I was not trusting of this. Way back then, I had issues with trusting. I've been able to overcome that, but at the time, I was like, oh, what is this? Well, I was continued to receive it, and then to help me discern between was it ego or was it my soul or my angels, the ego will always be demanding and sometimes angry, but very demanding and very controlling where the soul or the higher self or angels will talk in a tone of love. Mm -hmm. And that's what was coming through, Carol. Mm -hmm. And I came to realize that I'm receiving messages, that I have this awesome gift to be a messenger. So I started taking a pen and paper, and I wrote word for word these profound, incredibly amazing insights Not just for myself, but then it became my first book, which I published in 2010 called Deeply We Are One, and I had it professionally edited. And then a few years later, more words came through, and this is 
actually the result is my book, Humanity's Cry for Change. So I feel very honored to be the messenger. And again, having it professionally edited and the whole nine yards. But when I receive these words, it's like, there's no way it's just for me. (laughs) I've got to share this. Right. It's a higher consciousness coming through you. And the more that people like you take the time to really focus on meditation and getting into deeper states of meditation, you can actually go beyond the mind. I really believe that many people still operate within the mind, even when they're meditating, yes. particularly if they're still dealing with the mental chatter yeah. or if they're just using it in short periods, short bursts for you know stress reduction or relaxation or calming or centering yourself. But I have found that I go much deeper the longer I meditate. And there have been times where I've meditated for an hour or two at a pop and go into a much deeper state of meditation where the mind is truly quiet Yes, and I am receiving insights. Oh, yeah. I'm not sure where it's coming from, you know, whether it's my higher self. So there is a lot to be said for that, but it is a, it takes practice. It's just like a muscle that needs to be utilized and worked. I'm really curious about especially your latest book, but both of them, you know, We Are All One and Humanity's Cry for Change, because really the concepts are very integrated into really what we are experiencing or what we're not experiencing. Many people are not experiencing if they're not opening themselves up and aware. But I love your thoughts around what is happening with all these transformational shifts and how can we shift our own perspective on things and actually create change within, because it starts within ourselves. Mm -hmm. But I would love to get your thoughts around that. Oh, absolutely. As we know, there's so much happening, so many changes and upheaval and chaos on the planet right now, plus in our own lives. And actually the reason for this, and my book talks about it, is we are moving from an age of Pisces into a new age of Aquarius. It's actually an evolutionary leap. From time to time, humanity does this. And the Mother Earth does this. And we're so intricately connected with Mother Earth. As she shifts, we also shift Mm. because we are all interconnected. So it is a very difficult and challenging time, yes. It's bringing up a lot of things. The purpose of the transition between these two ages, Pisces and age of Aquarius, the purpose is to bring up the old that is no longer working for us so that we can look at it and heal it, essentially. Mm. Well, this is very true also on an individual level. Not to get into too much detail, but Everything is energy, and our emotions and our thoughts are energy, and our deeds, trauma and difficulties, challenges in life, issues can get stuck in our physical body, and it needs to come up to the surface to be healed. I remember when two weeks after my mom passed away, about, I think, 13 years ago, you know, going through the grieving. I woke up and I just 
had the sense that old issues and, and feelings and emotions were coming up. And they did. And I got more and more irritated and upset and angry. And I was at home alone. And I knew I would be safe with myself to feel those feelings that needed to come up to be transmuted. Mm. And it was uh, about an hour and a half of upset and right smack in the midst of the feelings and the emotions and things I couldn't even identify what the emotion was. But I knew by feeling them and being in the midst that that would actually transmute and dissolve the energy that was stuck in my body. It is a healing. So the next day I felt so much lighter. It was amazing. So this takes me back to your question of what's happening on the planet and in our own individual lives. It's very helpful for each one of us to do our own inner work, having the old stuff coming up. And yes, it takes courage. And it takes knowing what tools to use and to work on ourselves. But it also is so freeing. It, it just releases us into a new, higher level of existence. And then the, on the planetary level, it's the same thing. Oh, there's a financial markets and economics and so many things that are happening. You know, the pandemic, all for the purpose to have healing around it many, many shifts that are occurring on so many different levels that it's almost like a mass movement of change. And I think it's interesting that you say that as the earth shifts and changes and evolves, we have to evolve with it. Yes. Even though on the surface, it sort of appears that we're not, if it almost seems like we're de-evolving in certain respects, but we're really not. And I think it would be helpful for you to speak a little bit about that, because I think the answers lie in that we are all one, really. We are interconnected. How can people get more in touch with we are all one as opposed to this separateness, this individuality? Mm, excellent question again. How people can get more in touch with the unity and interconnectedness of life. Getting away from the separateness. There are several things we can do. One exercise that I like is sitting in a chair and getting into a meditative state and just being aware of your hands you can actually feel the chi energy. Chi is the life force energy of everything. And it is a, kind of feels like a tingling for most people. And as we're aware of this, we can then, if we practice enough, can start feeling it with our whole body, where we can start sensing beyond the physical, there is always behind us the uh, life force energy. It is that which keeps everything alive. And it is that tingling. Mm. Or, you know, maybe people feel it in a different way. But if we practice enough with meditating, you can feel that tingling. And then another way that we can develop and just kind of experience 
the oneness is to reflect on what all of us experience. For example, all of us have had the some friend pop into our head suddenly, only to have that friend call a little bit later. <laughs> now, gee, how does that happen? Maybe we could say it's telepathy. Well, how does telepathy happen? Mm-hmm. Or when I look up in the sky with a flock of birds and they're flying in unison, what explains this? Mm-hmm. And how is it they can turn at just the same moment? Or there's many scientific studies that prove that there is this interconnection. Mm. There's a couple mentioned in my book, and there's some other great books out there on that. But they demonstrate that things are not just matter or physical. It's actually all energy. Mm-hmm. We've all, again, experienced going in, let's say, walking into a room full of people. It's a networking group. It's a party. And you know, Carol, how you just meet someone and somehow you just want to be around them. They have good energy. Or you might meet someone who doesn't feel very good. You can pick up their vibes. And this is an interesting word that we use, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Gosh, I don't like that person's vibe. He seems really negative. Mm -hmm. Vibe represents vibration. Everything is energy and energy vibrates at certain frequencies. Frequencies and intensity. And intensities, yes. The key is to be aware. As they're out and about, well, maybe they're in the grocery store line and Perhaps just put their awareness into the person in front of them. What am I picking up from this person? Is it a good feeling? Is it not? And again, asking ourselves, well, how could it be that I can sense someone else? Or how can we have long distance healing? But I would say a good exercise to start delving and getting our hands into understanding we're interconnected is like I just mentioned, just go out and kind of be in awareness of how you're showing up. What is your energy like? Mm. Or are you picking up on someone else's energy? Yeah, that reminds me, this was a, I guess you would say it was a little exercise I was doing one day. I was out. I just thought to myself, I'm just going to smile. I'm just going to just smile all the time. And because, you know, smiling really helps us to open our heart, you know, things like smiling and laughter and that sort of thing. Yes. And I just remember one day I was going to the the doctor's office and there there was a lady coming out and I had my cell phone, but I was smiling and she looked at me and she said, oh, are you talking on the phone? I said, oh, no. She's, oh, well, you just have this big, beautiful smile, and it's so welcoming. <laughs> and <laughs> I just, oh, yes, I just thought this is a great test, you know, how just a simple smile affects someone else in your immediate vicinity and how that just, oh, gosh, yes. And she said, you've just made my day. Absolutely. And I thought to myself, well, you just made my day (laughs) because it was reaffirming the little exercise that I was doing. That's so sweet. And I continued to do that throughout the day because I had several errands to run, but it was just amazing. Oh, absolutely. There was even one person, maybe they typically walk around with a scowl on their face, but I just remember meeting them, making eye contact and just smiling, a big smile. And they couldn't help but smile. 
you know? So I think it shifted their energy, their vibration, their frequency, because oftentimes we just get so caught up in what we are going through in our heads, you know, what's in our heads, that we're not paying attention, like you said, we're not aware mm -hmm. of our surroundings. We're not aware of others. We're not even aware of how we are really feeling and how our energy is affecting others. Exactly, exactly. Well said. So that brings me to a, another question around, you know, heart-based living and living from the heart because I've, you know, I've done some research around the heart and the heart basically has many, many more neurons and a larger electromagnetic field in terms of expansiveness beyond the brain. Mm -hmm. And the more that we are, we operate or live from our heart can influence our own perspective, our own vibration, our own view and perspective on life and those around us. So I'm curious to understand a little bit more about your perspective in terms of how people can be more heart-based and how that can really feed into shaping and creating a new earth or a new world for all of us. There are so many things we can do to be more heart-based. From my perspective, number one, to do this, to keep our heart open, the number one thing is to love ourselves or at least like ourselves and think highly of ourselves. And to please not to think that you're better. I mean, don't think that you're egotistical if you think yourself as being great. Really, confidence and self-esteem, from my perspective, is the foundation to everything. The better I feel about myself, the better I can see and know the good in others. Mm. Whatever is actually inside of me is what I see outside of me. And you know what we, the old saying, like attracts like. So when I can feel good about myself, which I totally know is a lot easier said than done for many people. But even just take little baby steps. One of the exercises I recommend to my clients and audiences is every day write down or just think of three little things you can acknowledge yourself for. And it could be you made a meal or it could be that you got out of bed. Acknowledge yourself for showing up for your children. Acknowledge yourself for doing a great job at work. It doesn't have to be a big acknowledgement. Mm. But when we do this, this opens the heart. And it builds our sense of self-esteem. And it just mm -hmm. really feels good. It feels good to acknowledge ourselves instead of beating ourselves up. Mm. And it's more than just thinking positively but it's actually feeling into it. It's feel, feeling into it and it's acknowledging what you do bring to the world each and every day, no matter how small or big it is. And I know that there have been times in my life where I have certain practices and things that we do. I mean, the one practice that's pretty consistent for me is meditation. But sometimes journaling is kind of on and off for me. I don't do it all the time. And then sometimes I'll 
go for days and weeks and even months doing it. And there was one thing that I was doing for a while was just acknowledging at the end of a day what I accomplished. Even if it was just a not a typical day, but a day where I was off doing something, just acknowledge what I felt good about and what I felt like I accomplished. And it could be something as simple as I had a cup of tea or I had a conversation with one of my sisters, which is a great way to just acknowledge some of the the positive things that, that you are doing in your life that make you feel good. Right. Acknowledging that makes you feel good. That's, I think, a key word that makes you feel good, but genuinely feel good. Mm-hmm. And to genu- genuinely know that you are good, that a person does have worth, and that we are here for a reason. And I loved your example, Carol, of how you smiled and you witnessed the change in the shift in this person. You know, like sometimes I'll go out because there's a lot to be said. We can smile and we can say words and that's great. Also what works, and this is also a great way to open the heart, is just silently send positive thoughts to a person. Mm. If I see a person who has a real upset face, a scowl, you know, I may just send them love. Sending love with the intention, yes. You don't even have to say anything. You don't even have to even make eye contact. That energy Mm -hmm. does extend outward. And I know that even culturally, you have to be careful with certain things. Good point. That's true. Areas of the world, you don't want to be like in people's face smiling. You know, so we have to be culturally sensitive. But here in the U.S., it's pretty acceptable to smile at people. Mm -hmm. But I think it's very interesting how just these small little things that we can do can shift the energy, not only in ourselves, but in another person. And it's it really is baby steps. One step at a time is all it takes. Absolutely. So true. I would love for you to share anything else that you would like to share with our listeners to help them move forward in their lives. Any parting words of wisdom or guidance from your own experience that you would like to share? Oh, yes. There are so many things that we can do. Again, I'm repeating myself, but it's so important. Whatever you can do to lift yourself up, in self-esteem or confidence, if you're not already there, be willing to learn that you can and you deserve to have high confidence. The more that we are in our own power, the more we feel good about ourselves. We feel good and we do make a positive difference to those around us. And then that actually ripples out to the planet, to the collective consciousness. So please know that you as an individual, really, you do make a difference, and you are important. I know this to be true. And know that when you can just be in your own empowerment and take care of yourself, you are not only helping yourself, but you are making a positive difference to the whole of humanity. So imagine millions or even a billion people being in the state of healing themselves and going around and opening their heart and making change in their own life and shifting, this does add 
such a wonderful, positive energy to the planet. And so we really are all changers and we all can contribute to making a new earth. Absolutely. I think it's all a matter of being willing to and being committed to doing it. Yeah. And also having the desire and understanding that Mm -hmm. shifting your own perspective and your own approach to how you elevate your own vibration and how that's going to influence the vibration of others mm-hmm. is only going to help everyone around you. Yeah. But I think those are some great tips and wonderful words of wisdom. Just want to thank you for coming on the show. And I'd love for you to share where people can find out more about you and anything else that you'd like to share as well. Thank you, Carol. Yes, uh, people can find me on my website, joyfulradiance.com. It's J-O-Y-F-U-L-R-A-D-I-A-N-C-E, Joyful Radiance. Would love to hear from you. And I am offering two free heartwarming, very appropriate for this beautiful show. But there are two heartwarming meditations if you decide you want to opt in. You'll, You'll receive an uplifting once a month article from me. And then I also would like to offer your audience a complimentary coach session. And you can get a feel on what it's like to have a coaching session with me and what the benefits are and how you can reach your goals. Oh, my book is on there as well. And you can also find it on Amazon. And then I am going to be giving in the fall of this year. I'm really excited, Carol. I'll be offering a workshop called How to Awaken Your Authentic, Joyful Life. Mm. And so if you opt in, you'll receive notification on that workshop. It's just going to be very empowering. I'm very excited about that. Oh, me too. Yeah, thank you. And I would like to just leave with words of, again, just encouragement to your audience to truly know the greatness of who they are. Each one of them has so many gifts and to honor yourself, and and also not to beat yourself up. If you're not where you want to be, just know with your commitment and love for yourself, you will get to where you are. Thank you so much for being here, Kate. And I just want to also thank you for your generosity in these free offerings and, of course, the coaching session. Thank you. I think anyone can benefit from a coaching session from another person because we all have something to offer. And I know you've been doing this for quite a while. Mm -hmm. Thank you. So you're highly skilled at it. I know that we'll also share the links to your books Mm -hmm. on your website and on Amazon, as well as your social sites and the website. And of course, the links to the free offers that you have. And I just want to thank you again for coming on the show. It's such a joy. Thank you. Thank you so much. Okay. And I just want to thank all of our listeners. Thank you for joining us today. And until next time, just keep rising up and continue to live a heart-based life. Thank you for joining us. Bye for now. We hope today's show helped to bring a bit more joy and happiness into your heart. We hope it inspired you to unleash your inner power and rise up to your best and loving heart-centered highest self. We'd be grateful if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. Those reviews are important to spreading this valuable message. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast and share the show with others. 
visit heartsriseup.com for heart-centered courses, guided meditations, and our popular notes from your higher self. Until next time, keep rising up and may all that you love thrive.